right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody, in our new podcast. I'm Naomi. I'm Serena. And this is Weird, weird Mythic. Mythic. A podcast <laughs> about weird things. <laughs> it's a podcast about odd, supernatural, paranormal stuff. Some facts that we found on the internet, so... You know the internet. You know the internet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Today is our first episode. Yes, and so we're going to start talking about... uh, Each of us chose a cryptid to talk about for our first episode. If you don't know what a cryptid is... I have a definition here. Okay. (laughs) Webster's Dictionary says... (laughs) An animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. So... Yeah, we each chose one. Yeah. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to talk about the Thunderbirds. Right. All right, so I'll give you some background, I guess. <laughs> um, so Thunderbirds, they are like big, mythical, giant birds that were in the Great Plains, all right? And a few of them, or a few uh, Native American tribes have a whole lot of in, um, information on them, I'm going to totally butcher these Indian names, so I apologize. We're trying. Yeah, so we have the Menamine, and they are in Wisconsin and Upper Michigan. Winnebago's, which are also in Wisconsin and Northern Illinois. The Obijiwe, <laughs> which is uh, a tribe in Southern Canada, Northern USA. Along with Sioux, Shawnee, Arapaho, Alaguanquin. Oh, you're trying, <laughs> I, girl. You're trying. I did not pronounce that correctly. <laughs> I think Algonquin, I yeah. think. Algonquin, I yes. don't know. And they are in, like, southern Quebec, Ontario, and northern Michigan. Um, um, the ones I thought were really interesting is the Obijue, which they really thought of the Thunderbirds as, like, a trickster. Um, but they would also come in the spring, and they would migrate with other birds. But they also punished people if they were immoral, so... Don't have bad morals because then they'll come to trick you. And I don't know. They didn't say what they would do, but I thought it was interesting that they didn't like people with bad morals. <laughs> They're good judges of character, yeah. if you will. Um, so, yeah, that was just one that I thought was very interesting. Something similar that all of the tribes did have in common about Thunderbirds were that they carried bodies of water or lakes in their feathers. Um, and that way they could help us humans have some water during the dry season. Ooh, we um, need that in California right now. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Every year in California. Um, something also that they all had in common was um, when they would flap their wings, it sounded like thunder, hence the name Thunderbirds. Um, a lot of them also mentioned that they had beautiful and colorful feathers and... They would also shoot lightning out of their eyes. And if they didn't shoot lightning out of their eyes, then they had snakes that were attached to their chests. And they would shoot lightning out of their eyes. Stop. I love how <laughs> casual you are about this. You're like, no yeah. big deal. Just lightning bolts. Out of yeah, your just, eyes. you never know. Everybody's heard of this, right? <laughs> just um, a typical Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So, um, another thing that they all, all the tribes had in common with their Thunderbirds was um, they had teeth. Which most birds don't have teeth, so that kind of creeps me out. And they also had claw-like feet. So they were able to pick up whales out of the ocean with these claw-like feet. (laughs) All right. That's terrifying. Just just a few ideas of where in the world these Thunderbirds are and which uh, American tribes, you know, used to talk about them a lot. (laughs) I have a little visual for me and Serena over here. So, um... But yeah, so a couple of things I wanted to also talk about was 
stories from these tribes and how they related the Thunderbirds to their everyday lives and to us as humans. So one that I wanted to talk about was Beaver Prairie in Washington. There is a story that a Thunderbird came down and turned an entire Indian village to stone. The reason why was there was a hunter who was in, you know, the prairie and they were looking for food. He came across a whale in the middle of Washington Realized that it was from a Thunderbird, but the Thunderbird was asleep, not eating the whale. So the Indian guy went back to his tribe, told his friends and everyone, hey, there's this giant whale and we need to eat it. <laughs> so they Makes ended sense. so they ended up going over to this whale, butchering it and eating the entire whale somehow before the Thunderbird actually woke up. So <gasps> they, this, they stole his they whale. They stole his whale. How how much energy does it take to go get a whale out of the ocean and bring it to Washington, really? Like <laughs> that's gonna be a lot. <laughs> so after actually right after they were done eating this whale, all of a sudden, like there was a storm happening. There was clouds everywhere. Thunderstorms and rain just came crashing down. I wonder why. <laughs> and along with this rain was giant things of hail and rocks that ended up coming down and killing everyone. And those who lived were then turned to stone. Damn. So don't steal Thunderbird's food. <laughs> Medusa bird. <laughs> Medusa bird. <laughs> um, all right. And so there was another one I wanted to mention for... You want to help me pronounce this? Oh, uh, oh, hi. Um, <laughs> uh, Passamakodi? I could be P-A-S-S-A-M-A-Q-U-O-D-D-Y from Maine, USA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, that American tribe, <laughs> which was in the northern eastern part of U.S. and Canada, they have a story of a couple of um, hunters or Indian warriors. They went out in the search of the origin of thunder was the whole reason for their um, like hunt and origin for getting out and finding where the hell thunder comes from. Apparently, they traveled north from where they were in Canada and they came across a big mountain range that the rocks were actually colliding and separating. Colliding oh. and separating. So they decided to go ahead and go through this colliding mountain range. Because that is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, only one made it through out of yeah. the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, right. it was actually the first guy. The first guy made it through fine. Oh, everybody else was like, <laughs> we got this. <laughs> the, and- the second guy who came through didn't make it, obviously. Yeah. He was crushed. <laughs> so... This Indian warrior went through all the crushing rocks, made it, and got to the other side of the mountain. And he notices this other village and a bunch of their, um, what they're called, wingwams. (laughs) They're actually, um, like, not teepees, but it's like they're dwelling, their homes. So he came across a whole bunch of them and a whole bunch of people playing a game outside of them. So he's just sitting there watching, you know, like a creeper does, just watching these people (laughs) play a game. And he noticed after a while that a whole bunch of the guys went back into their wingwams and came back out, but had like wings attached to them. And they ended up just leaving the ground and flying away. Like they went west from this village. Just, yeah, came out, had wings, got up and flew away. Stop. (laughs) So this guy's still sitting there watching, and some of the elder tribe members noticed that they were being watched. So they go up to the guy and be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Why are you watching us? Yeah. And he yeah. tells them, he's like, I'm actually in the search of thunder. Do you guys have any idea where thunder comes from? We're naming this episode <laughs> In the Search of Thunder. In the Search of Thunder. <laughs> and uh, apparently these, these elders 
like talked amongst themselves and then decided to help this warrior. Apparently they knew where Thunder came from. Well, they told the guy, let us help you. They put this guy in a giant mortar, you know, like brick and mortar where you can like, you know, grind up your um, herbs and spices. Oh, and like your pills? <laughs> and that too. That <laughs> too. pharmacy technician here, guys. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> yeah, one of those. Put this guy in one of those, <laughs> crushed up his bones until there was pretty much no bones. They were all crushed. Then reformed him into having wings. And then the guy flew away. And then he knew and where that, Thunder came that from. Apparently that's where Thunder came from. <laughs> and it's because they were able to make people into Thunderbirds. So, Damn. Um, Thunderbird yeah. factory through the clapping uh-huh. rocks. Exactly. <laughs> and so apparently after they're made into these Thunderbirds, they are now mighty protectors and they keep guard over the good Indians. So going well, back to good. those morals, people, they'll turn you to stone yeah. or who knows, maybe they might just crush you with rocks. You know? That's what happened no. to every other guy is they just weren't fit. They did not yeah. have good morals. This one guy, he was like, yep, he's the one. He's the one. Good morals. Let's make him into a Thunderbird. Yeah. So there's one story about them. Um, there's another story that I really liked that came out of Western Washington, which I, I did a lot of research and a whole bunch of Thunderbird sightings are in Washington. So I really liked this story as well. I didn't um, realize that. I thought like mostly East Coast. Yeah, a lot of them were, but a lot of the sightings after doing a little more research yeah. came from Washington area. Yeah, and that was one thing like when I was reading about the Beaver Prairie, um, there's a huge area there that has Thunderbird sightings and a whole bunch of information about the local um, Native American people nice. who live there. So be an interesting place to visit. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That'll be on the next episode 20. <laughs> episode 20. We're going to Washington. <laughs> um, there was also another story that I liked it and was about a flood and you know a lot of great religions or myths and beliefs have always a flood story. Yeah. So with this one um, a Thunderbird created a flood. Um, the reason was because there is no reason. <laughs> I'm reading my little notes here and I'm like, I really don't have a reason. Um, but he, he was angry was the only thing I could find. Because he was, he wanted yeah. to. Well, it's those bad morals. Yeah. You, you do floods to get rid of all the bad moral people, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We're not serious. Anyways. <laughs> so it was an angry Thunderbird and he made it rain in this western part of Washington for four days. And the Quillette people were pretty much just in these boats for four oh, days. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to um, oh, correct Oh, she has you to here. correct me. This is the Quillute people from Twilight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> can, never, you, can you repeat that, please? Never got properly compensated, mind you. You know, <clears throat> the Quillute. The Quillutes, the Quillute people. Yeah. So they were sailing around when this flood. There was no landmarks, nothing. They were just blindly sailing after all this rain came. So rained for four days, flooded for four days. When they finally were able to see any sort of land, they realized their entire tribe was just... um, Everybody was gone. Like, everybody was dislocated. Nobody was in one part. So then they became two different tribes with the Chimacun. Chimacun. Mm-hmm. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it was just one of those, um, they were all displaced, so they became more than one tribe. But um, after those four days, the Thunderbird thought it was all right for it to stop raining. So, you said enough. Interesting. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, the unmoral people are immoral. Yeah. Like totally unmoral. It's okay. You know, <laughs> fuck those people. So, <laughs> he 
He's like the okay, the Thunderbird is like the Dexter of cryptids. There you go. Yeah, justified. It's he's Done. got his reasons. Got the reasons. They, they mm-hmm. we don't assume genders here. Um, <laughs> we weird assume. mythic. <laughs> weird mythic. We don't assume. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. And um, one of the last stories I kind of wanted to talk about um, <clears throat> where a Thunderbird saves people. Oh, yay. So I wanted to also end this. And they're also <laughs> protectors. So even though they don't agree with some of the, you know, human morals when we're not being morally right, mm-hmm. they also protect us in times of need. So Lovely. I have no stories <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> so this one comes from the Sioux Tribe in North and South Dakota, Minnesota, and Montana. They're also in Sask- Saskatchewan. I just wanted to say that word because you never get to say Saskatchewan enough. (laughs) I'm here for it. So the Thunderbird is the, according to the Sioux tribe, Thunderbirds are the grandson of the great sky spirit. Um, And the great great sky spirit brought all humans to existence. Um, But while the great sky spirit was creating humans in the land we live on, the water spirit became involved. And the water spirit doesn't seem as nice as the Greek sky spirit because he thought of humans as parasites. So he didn't want us on Earth at all. They, you know, whatever water spirits, he just wanted water spirits around. And like humans, we were parasites. No bueno. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the people who were not part of the water spirits, they had to flee and run to the highest hills because they wanted to create a flood to get rid of humans. So the Thunderbird decided to um, make lightning and open up the earth. So he shot lightning down at the earth, opened it up, and all of the spirit, water spirits and all his followers fell into that hole. And that's where they've been this whole time. Damn. Yeah, because of the Thunderbird. Otherwise, people would be dead because the water spirits didn't want us here. Yeah, Thunderbird had them go away and saved us all. So thank you, Thunderbird. Thunderbird one, (laughs) water spirits zero. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so I know I went through those pretty fast, but I really wanted to get to Thunderbird sightings because, I mean, that's what we came here for. We want to know if these things are still being, like, seen around. I found plenty (laughs) of, you know, evidence saying that these people really did see this and it's documented and we'll post, you know, our sources. We'll post our sources (laughs) to our website. So, um, one of the first recordings was actually in 1838, um, but with this one, it was this girl in the Swiss or French Alps. I can't remember exactly which Alps it were, but this five-year-old girl, her name was Marie Deleu, um, she was picked up by this giant eagle in 1838 and was gone. They didn't find her for two months. After those two months, they found her half eaten. So sad and very documented. Five-year-old girl, Swiss Alps, was eaten by this giant bird. That is so sad. Yes. And I have another one in 1868 who was an eight-year-old boy. And he was actually picked up. His name was Jemmy Kenny. And where was he? Let's see here. Oh, I don't have the source of exactly where he was, but it was in the United States because it's in a book called Thunderbirds, America's Living Legends of Giant Birds. Mm-hmm. So in this book, it is documented that in 1868, an eight-year-old boy was picked up by this large eagle. And I'm putting quotes around that. I know you can't see it, but Serena can. <laughs> <laughs> quote, so, eagle. eagle. <laughs> um, he was dropped. So sadly, this little boy did not survive the oh, fall. He gosh. was picked up so far. So... 
or so high up in the air. So that's very sad. But there's documents saying that these giant birds did pick up kids and who knows how many others were picked up that we just don't have documents for. My heart. <laughs> so, so sorry about that. <laughs> Can't wait to kill the moon, Naomi. I know, right? <laughs> so, Go back so sorry. to the people with bad morals. <laughs> yeah. So, um... There's also sightings in 1875 in Canada. There's um, Thunder Bay in Canada, which is actually named after the Thunderbirds in the tribes there. The Inuit tales of a lot of Thunderbird nesting in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also, um, so there was this YouTube video that I found, and it's called Thunderbird Stories from Canada. So I got a few different things about Canada in there. And there's this story that is from 1850, and it's about this um, eagle trapper. His name was White Bear, and he went out one day to go look for some eagles because that's what he does. He's an eagle <laughs> trapper. So he's going out, and I guess like they, the tribe hasn't been able to find food for a few days, and so he's with this hunting party, and they decide to separate like you do in all scary movies, right? Mm-hmm. You just separate. <laughs> so they're looking for mountains. He went west of the Rocky Mountains. When White Bear got to the west of the Rocky Mountains, he started seeing deer. So he shot a deer. And he was excited. Yes, got some food for the tribe. Gonna bring it back. He starts butchering it. He gets all of his stuff together. He's making his way back to the tribe. And all of a sudden, he noticed that there's this big shadow over him. And then he's picked up. Dude is picked up with all the deer meat and everything with him. And he is dropped into a nest, into a giant nest. He says it was a Thunderbird, dropped him into a Thunderbird nest. He ended up taking the feet of the baby Thunderbirds, jumping out of the nest to the ground. (laughs) He used it as like a parachute. (laughs) And then drops to the ground and survived so white bear survived enough to tell the tale oh, and yeah so what great survival <laughs> instincts just throwing that out there because i would have died yeah i would have died in that nest the babies would have eaten me like there would yeah. be no more there would be no podcast <laughs> there would be no podcast <laughs> Gosh. so yeah white bear lived though he used the baby thunderbirds was able to get out pretty freaking wild Jesus. and brave <laughs> so um Another one from that YouTube video, Thunderbird Stories from Canada. Um, there's another story. Um, it's in Alberta called the Canadian in the Canadian Rockies. In 1925, a few hikers had saw this giant brown bird in the sky. And they said it dropped something. So they went to go investigate what it dropped. And it was this deer. It was a giant brown deer that was dropped from the sky. They ended up getting the Parks Canada officials out to take a look. They agreed it was this mule deer that weighed about 15 pounds. Um, But it was dropped from the sky. And yeah, they they said it was a giant brown bird that dropped it. I don't know why it would drop it, not pick it back up. But (laughs) he was like, I'm good. Who knows? (laughs) But within that same year in 1925, there was another group in West Quebec that noticed a giant white and gray bird that same year flying over. So Canada, you got some giant birds out there. (laughs) (laughs) And a few other sightings. I have one in 1977 in Lawndale, Illinois, by a 10-year-old boy who was picked up, but he survived. He didn't die. This boy survived. Thank you for that one. (laughs) um, But he was picked up. He was dropped from about two feet from the ground, so he wasn't hella high up like the other ones, obviously. Um, A lot of witnesses honestly thought that it was a giant turkey vulture, which could be like 
a condor. We have giant condors. Don't they condors. have, I was going to say, their wingspan's pretty big. They're huge. Yeah. yeah. So, um, a lot of people think that that was probably a vulture or a condor, but this this boy was picked up, <laughs> nope, and there's plenty of witnesses, so. We're going Thunderbird. <laughs> I'm thinking Thunderbird. <laughs> um, there's another one in 2002 in Alaska. A whole bunch of people, like, in 2002, there was a bunch of people that saw a giant bird with a reptilian appearance Ooh. with a 14 foot wingspan flying above them Ooh, well, we love a good reptilian <laughs> right <laughs> and then um also in in uh, alaska there was more um more sightings between 2002 and 2018 just this giant black bird flying over southeast alaska there was multiple sightings of it um yeah we also have a whole bunch of sightings in pennsylvania 1892 1900 2010 2013 we have one from 2012 that witnesses all all of these show um in pennsylvania that it was like a 14 to 16 foot wingspan and it was just this giant black bird they just kept seeing it flying around so damn and they're like any color yeah it doesn't matter which a lot of the that's why i liked looking into the Indian history of yeah. it and their folklore because all of their sightings say that they're colorful animals. Mm-hmm. But all these recent sightings black, are these giant brown, black yeah. and brown birds. So it's interesting. I'm not sure why we're told that they should be these giant colorful birds or even on totem poles. Mm-hmm. You see them with bright colors. Yeah. But all the thunderbirds we're seeing currently are actually in darker color. So they adapted. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, and then we have a whole bunch of other sightings in the Nevada area from 2001, 2010, 2020. Ooh. And the one that I like, there is one from 2021 in Nevada. Oh, wait, no, not Nevada. This one's in Pennsylvania. Sorry. 2021, <laughs> Pennsylvania. You're a couple states <laughs> off, girl. I'm a few states <laughs> off. That's crazy. 2021. 2021. Still here. We did see one in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So. Gotta nice. keep that in mind. You're out in Pennsylvania. Somebody did see one. It's recorded. I feel like anywhere, though. Like, look it, at how many states. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see this, but, like, there's <laughs> a lot of states here marked off with places that Thunderbirds were mm-hmm. or said or to have be. Been or, seen. Or, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like I was saying, a lot of the Thunderbirds that we've been seeing recently do have the more dark brown colors, car, uh, Curved beaks, though, which is in mm. all of them. Large talons, which is in all of them. Uh, but yeah, another. Teeth. I know it's so <laughs> I weird. That. I don't like birds with teeth. <laughs> Isn't cool, either. man? Um, so I know I, I mentioned in Pennsylvania in 2001 that there was a witness that saw Thunderbird, but I have more detail in this um, in 2000 and 2021. So this year, I don't know why that was so hard for me to get out. <laughs> but in January 4th. There was a vet tech in Alaska who did see this giant bird, but without feathers, no feathers, and had a long tail. I don't like that. But if you go to the comments in this website, and we'll post them, it's actually charlottesstories.com. Um, there's a whole bunch of comments saying that they saw him too. So, Stop. yeah, this girl posted it online, and then people are going on and saying that, Ooh, yep, they saw him too. Some so. naked bird flight. Yes. <laughs> Na- Not naked a fan. bird. <laughs> okay, and the really big one I wanted to talk about, 
So, Serena, I hope you've seen the picture. Have you seen the giant picture of, like, guys in tombstone with the giant thunderbird? Have you no, seen that photo? No, I was photo? waiting for you to teach me everything. Okay. I no research. There's this giant, this is insane photo that's been going around for decades, like, since the 70s. We'll of, post it on our Instagram for yeah. sure. And so it's, like, these guys in the 1800s that um, killed and shot this thunderbird, and there's photographic proof. I feel like maybe I did. It's, like, black and white. Yeah. I feel like I have yeah. seen the picture maybe, like, a long time ago when I got down a hole yeah. one night, but not <laughs> so, recently. I wanted to talk about that because oh, it's yay. one of the most popular ones. So the whole story is that in Tombstone, so in Tombstone, everybody knows the story of that. I hope we're at least in the movie. So um, these two um, guys riding horseback, going back to their farm, they noticed this giant bird flying in front of them and it was huge. And instead of just continuing to ride... They decided to follow it. So they followed this giant bird. They said, according to them, it looked like it was tired. And so they started shooting at it. So they see a tired giant bird and start shooting at it for whatever reason. Um, then they ended up killing it. And according to them, it had a 160-foot wingspan. The head was 8-foot long with giant sharp teeth. Oh, the head. Yeah, eight foot, sharp teeth, had very large eyes that were said to be the size of dinner plates, but they were positioned halfway down its face. So it doesn't sound like (laughs) it's nice to look at. And they said it had no feathers or hair. I don't like that. Something about that bothers me so much. Just... Nothing. Like, like put this, a sweater on. <laughs> a sweater on, no. bird. God. <laughs> so they killed this thing, and apparently they took a photo of it, and then it was po- posted into the tombstone epitaph, which an epitaph is usually something you put onto a, you know, grave site or gravestone. But I think for them it was more of like a newspaper. Okay. So just keep that in <laughs> mind. So the article was posted in 1890. But there's no photo to go along with this article at all. It wasn't until the 1960s when this guy, what is his name? Uh, Ah, Jack Pearl. This guy named Jack Pearl in the 1960s swore up and down that there's a picture to go along with this. And he said that it was from 1886. The dude was wrong. Because the article wasn't posted or written into eight, wasn't posted. I keep saying posted. I'm sorry. Like it's Facebook. <laughs> well. <laughs> wasn't out there until 1890. Yeah. So he's totally wrong on that. And when he came out saying that he knows there's a photo, he brought a photo and said this is the photo that he found it. So people who worked at this um, newspaper still had all, all the archives from the 1800s. They went back into the archives. They couldn't find any photo to go along with this. So I'm saying it's a fake photo. 100% it's a fake photo. I'm not saying the story is fake. The story could totally be real. You never know. Everything comes from something. You know, it doesn't mean, I don't know. Yeah. But there's some really interesting theories on that photo. A lot of people think that, you know, one, it could be a fake. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite ones that I found, people think of time travel. Somebody That's did, my favorite. <laughs> somebody didn't want us to know about this giant Thunderbird back in the 1800s. So somebody came from the future to 
destroyed the photo. Or Mandela effect. That's the next one. Thank you, Serena. (laughs) I have it right here. Mandela effect. Like the Monopoly guy in his monocle or Curious George in his tail. Exactly. It never really happened. And that's that's an episode in itself, honestly. We gotta we gotta talk about it. Oh yeah, the Mandela effect. I'm definitely down. So I kind of wanted to throw some stuff out there also. If you watch Ancient Aliens, there is an episode on aliens in the Old West, and they talk about Lake Elizabeth and Lake of the Devil, where there's possibly a Thunderbird living in the lake. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and then I actually have never watched Monster Quest, but they have an episode called Birdzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about Thunderbird sightings in Alaska. So wanted to get that out there as well. Um a couple things I also found were in the Middle East, in the um, tale Ooh. Arabian Nights, there's tales of this, it's called Rock, R-O-C, and it's this giant bird that lives on an island that used to pick up elephants and eat them. We're going global. So, there is also that. So Damn. that is my Thunderbird story. I actually had a whole lot more, but I need to shorten my stuff. So... <laughs> Yeah, I I hope you guys got all that information, and I thought it was interesting. I love that story. Totally looking out for these giant thunderbirds and making sure I have good morals so they don't turn me to stone. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) specifically. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you guys. I want to send this over to Serena now. So I chose the Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie. Doesn't it sound cute? It just sounds adorable. They're not. Oh, <laughs> the little puckwudgies. No, they're like little fucking shitheads. <laughs> okay. So, all right. The name Puckwudgie translates to person of the wilderness. Um, they're thought to be one of the oldest mythical creatures in North America, and they date back to long before colonization, mm-hmm. okay? Same as the Thunderbirds. Um, they're featured in... Folklore of many Native American tribes. One of the tribes I'm going to talk about is the Wampanoag, which I know Thunderbird Mm -hmm. is present in theirs as well. And this is from present-day Massachusetts. Cool. I say that word so weird. Sorry, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) Naomi says it weirder. (laughs) All right, so here's the origin. So we're going to talk about the Wampanoag origin because every tribe has a different origin story. Uh, But this is the one that I'm going to focus on today. So legend has it that they originally got on really well with humans. So they were living in harmony. We were chilling. You know, we're friends. Mm -hmm. And then the humans, they had this relationship with a deity called Moshop. I hope I'm not butchering that. (laughs) Um, And he was the creator of Cape Cod. Um, And the Pukwudgies were very jealous of this relationship. And then... Eventually, ultimately, they turned on the humans. Um, Okay, so that jealousy eventually turned to mischief as it does. Yeah, jealousy. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, So bad that the Wampanoag tribe actually met with Moshop's wife to talk about the Pukwudgies. They're like, we need help. Like, these little fuckers are... (laughs) We're not enjoying our time right now, okay? Moshop then exiled the Pukwudgies in a not nice way. They were spread out throughout North America. A lot of Pukwudgies died. Oh. He just, like, threw them out. He was like, like, GTFO, you're... Good luck. Here you go. Get out of here. Kick rocks. All looked throughout North America. Some of the Pukwudgies found their way back. They were pissed. (laughs) 
Okay. To say the least. <laughs> to say the very least. They started um, stealing children, burning down villages, and leading those that were lost in the woods to their death. Oh, my God. So these are not nice No. They have such cryptids. a cute name. Like. Very misleading. Okay. <laughs> very misleading. <laughs> and that's just one of their names. Um, you know, they have multiple. That's the name I'm going with. It's the most common one. But... They're they're back. They're creating chaos and killing people. Wreaking havoc. Yes. Um, Mashup sent his five sons. He was out. He was on vacation. He was not in the area. He sent his five sons to do his dirty work. Of course. Get rid of these Pukwudgies. But unfortunately, they were no match. The Pukwudgies killed Mashup's five sons. So these gods were defeated. Deity, yeah. Deities, deities were defeated by a Pukwudgie. Yes. These are not good gods. They need to step their children. Game up. They're the d- deities' children. I don't know. <laughs> step up your game, okay? <laughs> Some legends say that the um, they also killed Mashop because shortly after this, he just disappeared from the Wampanoag legends, like oh. mythos. He sh- disappeared. They no longer these Pukwudgies no longer have a healthy relationship with humans for good reason. Like. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the legend of origin, how they came mm-hmm. to be. And let's talk a little bit about what they look like. Please. They're not cute. So they're not like my giant like birds that no. could have pretty feathers, but the ones we see are ugly looking. No. Like <laughs> These are like humanoid creatures. They're about two to three feet tall, little tiny things, almost Naomi's height. <laughs> I'm a little taller than a Pukwudgie, okay? <laughs> Um, they have human-like features, but then their ears are larger, their nose... Oh, so it looks like me. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Their skin is gray and smooth. Their skin sometimes glows, and they have quills running down their back. So I'm thinking, like, a human porcupine-type deal, right? Um, they have, like, a sweet floral scent that'll just draw you in. Um, they've been compared to, like, trolls, goblins, that type of thing. So, Mm -hmm. they're just not cute. No. <laughs> um, to go along with their not cuteness, let's talk about like the powers that they have, okay? <laughs> so it varies from region to region, um, the harm that they possess to humans and the powers that they have. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is going back so far, we're not sure, but this is what a lot of the tribes say. They're tricksters, so just like that mm-hmm. word got brought up a lot like Thunderbirds. They play tricks on people who are said to annoy them. I would die. Immediately, I would be the first to go. (laughs) Um, They can create fire or orbs that can lure you into the woods to your death. They can turn invisible. They can use magic. They can throw poison arrows. They kidnap children. They can transform into other creatures, such as bears or cougars. Oh, my God. Like, these little like, shits can do shit, okay? <laughs> yeah. They, okay. Yeah. They possess the power over the spirits of the people that they kill. Oh, wow. So, you're not going to reincarnate. You're not, you know, no. you're done <laughs> there. <laughs> That's the end of your story. That's the end. You are forever a puckwudgy thing. <laughs> um, they're known to push people off of cliffs or persuade you to complete suicide. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, they also attack people with spears and knives. Jeez. And they use sand to blind their victims. <laughs> they just pocket sand. Yes. <laughs> just, like, throw it at you. <laughs> they are all over the place and so chaotic in one little three-foot being. Where to find a Pukwudgie? 
AKA, where does Serena never want to go? (laughs) Where would we find a Pukwudgie? Yeah, so a lot, um, a a huge area that gets brought up is the Bridgewater Triangle, which we are Mm -hmm. definitely going to do an episode on in the future. This place has some crap going down. (laughs) It's basically a 200 square mile area within southeastern Massachusetts. Um, Allegedly, it's the site of Paranormal phenomena, UFO sightings, animal mutilations, Native American curses, poltergeists, orbs, balls of fire, Bigfoot, giant snakes, Thunderbird, and <laughs> Puckwudgies. All in one area. Yeah, like you two for you, one. You don't want to go to that triangle. I'm good. Off any triangles, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, another place that comes up a lot is Freetown State Park in Massachusetts. It's a wooded area. It's like a state mm-hmm. park. Obviously, we know what that's like. Um, there's a 100-foot cliff known as the ledge within this park. There have been many hauntings at this site, but the most frequent experience is an overwhelming feeling to jump to the rocks and water down below. Oh, my God. So it's like, what would you, like a quarry? Yeah. I hate the, that word. I feel like I say it weird. There have been several unexplained suicides at this site, the ledge, often people who had no signs of depression or mental illness before entering the forest. So, like, that's just so sad. Just people just walking over. Yeah. It's, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how sad that is. Uh, um, so, they're said to live in wooded areas and swamps. And then many reported sightings come from the woods in Massachusetts. So, let's talk about some of those sightings. Yes. <laughs> yes the sightings. Um, yeah. So, again, there's... Just a lot of people report the feeling of being watched in Mountain State Park in Indiana while hiking. So that's another site, Indiana. Um, One man claims to have seen one with glowing red eyes and a nose like a wolf. As it ran away from him, it made a disturbing moaning noise. Like his quotes. That is so unpleasant for me to imagine. (laughs) I just want to be somewhere where you hear a weird noise and see the reaction on your face so bad. <laughs> no, I'm good. One woman recalls playing in a park when she was little and being approached by a group of little people who seemed curious about her and what she was doing. She said that they had high-pitched voices and spoke in a language that she didn't understand. She experienced this on two different occasions. Uh, okay. Like, years apart. Oh. Yeah. Creepy. This is probably the most uh, popular one, the most well-known one that I found. It come up in a bunch of different sites. One woman was walking her dog through the state forest near Freetown, Massachusetts, so that's where the cliff Mm -hmm. area is. Um, Her dog began to grow anxious while walking down the path and strayed a few feet into the woods. This woman followed him and stopped short. Her dog was laying down in, like, a pile of leaves, Mm -hmm. and then um, on a rock about 10 feet away was a (laughs) puckwudgie. Just standing there, looking at her. Oh, my God. Uh, She described him as looking like a troll, about two feet tall with short, stocky legs. Pale gray skin and hair on his arms and on the top of his head. The monster seemed to have no clothes on. Creepy enough. I don't like that. (laughs) These creatures are naked. (laughs) Naked creatures. Um, (laughs) His stomach was hanging over his waist, almost touching his knees. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. His eyes were a deep green, like, I'm thinking, like, forest green. And he had large lips and a canine-like nose, but a human-like face. 
So just a lot of things happening, right? So the Pukwudgie, he stands there and he's staring at her. Like it was surprised to see her because he's chilling there. She's walking home and she walked into it. Yeah, and the dog's just still... The dog is still laying there in the leaves. Does just... the dog notice of the puckwidgie? Yes, but okay. he's like almost. Uh, it's he's trying it's to like show like submitting. Yeah. yeah, so the dog is like submitting. Basically, oh. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so then the dog snaps out of it and he runs away. And they're booking it out. Okay, she's they're mm-hmm. leaving. A few times since then, the woman would wake up in her bedroom and see the creature looking into her windows. Oh, uh-uh. Creeper. Where's my gun? Yeah. Uh-uh. It never attacked her or anything, but, like, looking is enough for me. Like, <laughs> like, you're staring at me from my bedroom window? And this is multiple occasions. Not one time. Like, this That's is creepy. many times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> uh, she did. That's what happened. She moved, and then she said she never saw it again after mm-hmm. she moved. So, yeah. Um, okay, several people have been assaulted, and one person came down with a mysterious illness after seeing them in a cemetery in New Hampshire. Another woman suffered scratches on her arms after following an orb into a forest in Taunton, Massachusetts. I wouldn't have been that woman. I don't follow things into the forest. No. But you don't know if she was compelled. Like, you don't... These things have... They are magic. Exactly. So... Please don't let that happen to me. Where is my salt? I don't... I'm not going there. <laughs> Where's my salt? Um, okay. And then here's my last sighting. Um, this one scared me. <laughs> so a man in Farmingham, Massachusetts, was in a forest when he saw a bright orb in front of him. What does he do? Like, you know, regular <laughs> horror stories. He walks towards yes, it. Yes, exactly. So he's dabbled in the paranormal, and he was stoked. He wanted to get it on camera. He Uh-oh. takes photos, Good so he's him, ready. He get it. He snapped a photo, but the ball of light disappeared, and then it reappeared a few feet further into the woods. So he's like, let's go. Let's follow mm-hmm. this. He's by himself, but we talk in the third person here, so... <laughs> me and my multiple personalities were on our way so he follows this losing the orb several times before he realized he was not 30 feet or he was about like 30 feet off the path into like a thick wooded area so it like made him go off track yes he's like i don't even know where i am now Um, he became frightened and he slowly started making his way back to the path um when a two-foot man just appeared in front of him and started walking towards him. My when I tell you my soul would leave my body. <laughs> you just well, you're walking along the and forest he, and you then already a two-foot kn- man just appears in front of you with quills on its back. Yeah. Like I'm I'm dead. And he's naked. <laughs> oh, I don't want to deal with any of that. No, I'm good. I did not consent. <laughs> so he turned, obviously, and ran away. He looks back and the figure started moving back into the woods. He said the creature moved like a human and stood on two feet. So he's just, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that like, the end of that interaction? No. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> it's not, unfortunately. Of course not. <laughs> not here on <laughs> Weird Mythic. <laughs> yeah, more to the story. So a few years later, so it's been years, this man was sitting in his car in a parking lot near that same forest. He had the radio on. He was listening to it um, almost at a whisper. So he's mm-hmm. just background noise. It's very low. 
he was waiting for a friend and he checked the rearview mirror to see like hey is my buddy coming Mm -hmm. only to see the same small figure of a man this little two-foot motherfucker okay (laughs) (laughs) every detail was exactly the same and he stood there just watching him the radio the radio then starts blasting and he pulled out of the parking lot and drove home what song yes. was playing? I don't know. Hopefully oh, something I good. Know what it was. <laughs> but just that's another that's... instance where my soul would leave my body. <laughs> Loud a... noises freak me out, this and your radio so... just starts going. Dude, after you see this weird naked two foot thing <laughs> with like a beer belly, like <laughs> not just a beer belly, but a beer belly hanging low. Low. It's covering. They don't know if he's naked or not, but his belly's low enough <laughs> that it doesn't matter. I don't know about those things, man. Yeah, so that freaks me out, um, and that's the end of my story. But well, like, what do you do if you see one of those things? Field goal, just like what kick it. Do? I don't know. Not annoy it. Not open my mouth. Like, I don't know. Like, because I'm going to be asking, what, are, what, what are you doing here, naked? Like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> one. Why are you here? Two. Why are, why you, are you naked? naked? My <laughs> first question would be, why are you naked? But hey, we're oh, different people. I guess so. I don't want to know why you're here naked. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. I think I'm more scared of the Pukkiwajis. Yes, I am too, because I feel like I have a chance, you know, to fight off a Thunderbird. Like, I don't know if I could fight off the Thunderbird. I could dodge a little bit. But I could at least get into a house, into a car, drive away. Drop flat on the ground. I don't know. Tuck and roll. Like a Thunderbird, tuck and roll. Yeah, stop, drop, and roll for (laughs) the Thunderbird. Same as the fire. Just get out of the way, you know. But a puck, what are you going to do? They can apparate. They can, like, reappear. They're magical. They have poison darts. Like, I... I am almost six foot tall, and this two foot creature scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm five foot tall, this two foot creature scares the hell out of me. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would do. So that's that story. Yeah. I think Pequagees are a little mm-hmm. creepier. Yep. I think if I, if I physically saw a Thunderbird, I would definitely be scared. I would just be like, oh, like, that's really cool. Yeah, and hopefully it keeps flying, yeah. right? But I don't want to see one swoop down and take a kid like those few oh. stories I read. Like, I definitely don't yeah, want that, that to that's happen. really bad. But then these things also kidnap children. Yeah, there's a Yeah, saying. so like, yeah. Uh, you just can't know. win here. I don't know. Pupwudgies are pretty freaking scary. I think they are, I too. I agree with that. I think they're both terrifying. And yeah. I hope that we never encounter one of those in California. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to see any bird with teeth, period. Let alone yeah. one with a 16-foot wingspan. Okay, like, the teeth, that's bringing me back to, like, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, that's the first place my mind went when you said that. And I'm like, so these are, like, raptors that fly. Yeah, well, that's one of the theories of, especially the one in Tombstone, how um, they were thinking it was of a pterosaur, which aren't pterodactyls, but they were after pterodactyls. So, I mean, like... Who yeah. knows if it was a pterosaur of some sort or a pteroton also, and they're just these giant birds. So, yes, well, that wraps it up for our first episode. We want to give a couple of shout outs to some people that have helped us along the way. First, I want to give a shout out to Jim Masrick. He created our intro music. Yeah, thank you so much. Couldn't have done it without you. Thanks, man. And second, I do want to give a shout out to my cousin Lacey at Huron in Maine. She created our lovely logo. Thank you, cousin Lacey. It's beautiful. Miss you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, We do have social media. We are Weird Mythic Podcast on Instagram and Weird Mythic on Twitter. As well as Facebook, we are facebook.com slash weirdmythic. 
If you guys have any personal experiences mm -hmm. or encounters uh, with supernatural things. Or even just stories that you would like us to cover. Yep, Rex, for future episodes, you can send us an email at weirdmythicpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, then again, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, something that we mentioned earlier in the episode was about the Quayu tribe. Quayu tribe. <laughs> I, I still can. can't pronounce it, sorry. Okay. Um, we were on their website and come to find out they have this project going on. So for the Quayu tribe of La Push, where their schools and other resources are is just in a bad area that could possibly be flooded at some point. So they're raising money to move to higher ground. So if you could go to mthg.org, possibly do a donation or just do some research on it to help them out, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, happy first episode. Yeah, happy we'll first episode. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Thanks, guys.